Welcome to MVP. We are Sports Illustrated Charlotte Wilder and Jessica Smetana. And this is the Most Valuable Podcast. Brought to you by the Most Valuable Podcasters. Hey Jess. Hey Char. It's been a while. I'm so happy to see you. It's been a while. It's been, I think it's been what, a week and a half? I feel like I've (laughs) aged 25 years since the last time I sat in this room with you. I do too. We've we've seen some things. You're not wrong. I have have changed. I was worried I wouldn't be able to remember our little intro, so I practiced on the way over. Oh, that's really cute. Welcome to, and then I was like, oh God. Once you hear the music, it's like Pavlov's dog. You just like, my mouth just starts making the words and my brain doesn't even have to think about it. (laughs) And I automatically do the hand motions that I do that no one can see. You do. Which, you know, might be for the better, but everyone could be missing out. How was your New Year's Eve? Oh, thank you for asking. Uh, It was good. I went out for the first time in years on New Year's Eve. I was going to say, for you, for the first time in years. (laughs) Yeah, I've been a real shut in these past three years. Uh, No, it was fun and did some karaoke. Um, Wow. Yeah, I know, right? Any good songs? I did If I Could Turn Back Time by Cher. Of course you did. Yep, that's your... Can I show you? This is really bad radio, but can I show you um, a picture I accidentally took of myself at three in the morning on New Year's Eve, just so <laughs> yeah. we can all hear your oh, reaction? Wait, I have, I have one too. Wait, 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 wait! Don't show me it. I'm gonna pull mine up. Okay, and then we're gonna. I'm show not you. tweeting this picture out. I'm not. This is, no this one's is, gonna see these. This, this is, is bad. This is. <laughs> okay, ready? Go. One, one. two, three. <laughs> mine is so much worse than yours, but you're you're jeweling. <laughs> That's why mine's funny. Yours is. This is the worst picture. <laughs> I'm sorry. We can't show anyone this. This is our producers. <laughs> it's horrifying that I looked like this. What did you do? Why I don't know. I accidentally years? took this picture. It was fun. I actually, So I woke up on New, on New Year's Day and I felt kind of guilty because I was at a house party mm-hmm. and what my cousin, who's my age, is like in my group of friends. And he was like, every time we go to this, this house for parties, we always mess up so-and-so's bedroom like want to go fuck up his room with me and I was like what yeah like sure that sounds fun so like we went in his room and someone had already turned this kid's mattress like sideways in his bed frame and and me and my cousin were like yeah let's fuck this shit up so I like took a I took like a full-size mirror like from the wall like took it off its mount and like laid it across the bed and then my cousin like we like set up all his like decorations around his dresser like picture frames and put it on top and then my cousin like took all the clothes out of his closet and like laid them across Cut. I know. I, I, I mean. like, it's super mean. Did you say anything that I? No, I haven't like, even said like. Well, you know, I any, think I haven't. My, I, think I haven't even texted my cousin about this. Like, I feel like we both just forgot. Let's that just it lie low. Let's just. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really sorry. 2019 started out with a prank. <laughs> <laughs> This poor kid's probably like drunk, wants to go to bed. It's like really late. He goes up to his room and there's just piles of shit True, on his bed. Except that, I mean. You know, if they do it every year, you kind of think he's got yeah, to expect it. Like, true. lock your door, man. Whoops. Anyway, uh, we have so much sports. I watched so much football in the last 14 days. My eyes were, like, rolling into the back of my head was by it the end so of the fun? Sugar Bowl last night. I have to tell you, I took a little sports break. Good for you. It was, I think it was necessary. This I, is... This is the time of the year where I feel like I have been preparing since August mm-hmm. for, like, this marathon stretch of, of football games and days, and... Like you, you have to like prepare your your mind and your body. Oh yeah, for all of these bowl games and the you know it's like the opposite of a marathon physically. Yeah, like you're training to not move. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I feel that. I uh, I just felt like I think yeah I think during our Gritmas spectacular I said that I could feel my brain (laughs) bleeding out of my ears and I was like you know what maybe I'm gonna not tweet as much and just like take a little bit of a breather. 
And so I'm ready to go. I've been live by the tweet, die by the tweet. Listen, it's my motto. Listen, you're, <laughs> I don't know it, what that means. It sure is. Live by the tweet, die by the heat. You heard it for here first. Um, I realized we forgot to come up with a way to rank these. We did, but that's okay. We'll just we'll just go through things in like a somewhat reverse chronological order, starting okay. with the New Perfect. Year's New Year's Six bowl games. Okay. So we had a lot of bowl games. We had the Sugar Bowl. We had yeah. So the Rose Sugar Bowl, bowl is the most recent one. So let's talk about what happened before the Sugar Bowl. Ooh, can I tell people what happened? Tell everyone what happened. Bevo, the Texas cow steer. <laughs> it's a steer. Sorry, steer. Uh, went after Uga, the UGA bulldog, who's a real bulldog, not like the fuzzy mascot one. And um, I just want to know what the planning meeting for this was. Were they guys sitting around? They were definitely guys. Women <laughs> Women would not mess up planning like this. I don't know. Where they're like, you know what? Let's put the cow with knives coming out of its head really close to the dog with very short legs. Yeah. I, I, I can't imagine that anyone thought that this would end differently. Like, you're literally no. just dangling a piece of meat in front of the steer <laughs> and saying, don't eat the dog. That fat little, like, ball of meat. Don't the don't meatball. eat them. Yeah, the meat, the literal meatball. Yeah. Don't eat that. I don't know. But, I mean, it kind of was a good metaphor for how the game went. Do so. cows eat meat? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I think, I think no. cows eat hay. I think you're... No, they're grass-fed, right? Yeah. Good, good beef. But this guy's a... Steer, well, they're aggressive still. Steers are like what you eat, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, or do yeah. you eat women cows? <laughs> women cows? What are women cows called? Uh, I really didn't. Cows. I'm not. Heifers. I think you're, I think, <laughs> I, if there's one thing I don't know at all, it's farm animals. It's livestock? It's livestock. You I, don't say. When we were, I was in Dallas for the Cotton Bowl and my, my mm. we kept driving past all these like fields of steers and mm -hmm. my dad's like, oh, those are the steer. Like every time he'd point them out and I'd be like, are those the ones we eat or not? <laughs> and, and now you still can't remember. And I still don't know. I like, I, have, I don't know farm animals at all. Uh, that's not okay. my forte. I mean, fortunately that they don't come up that often. I don't, in, in college our football, job. it seems like they do. No, you're right. You're right. You know what we'll try to do? Let's get Von Miller on he has a degree in agriculture or whatever from he's like a farm a and yeah. yeah chickens what i don't know if those are livestock see we need answers <laughs> it's poultry <laughs> anyway uh there was the sugar bowl then then the so, sugar bowl so georgia, so georgia lost and all the little georgia fans who were like hey, you should have been in the playoff now your team has three losses and it's like uh maybe not maybe if you didn't lose to lsu you had a argument for it but now it's like couldn't even beat texas yeah no i don't quite understand how anyone can still be and texas, riding that train texas is back so texas is super back yeah Hook okay cool texas was back as Hook soon as bevo tried to maul a purebred little bulldog in yeah. front of us no i think that's right i think that the surest sign texas was gonna win was when their cat sorry steer came out and was like let's roll <laughs> he literally went horns down uh, one thing that was pointed out to me on twitter last night yeah what's um, uh, Patrick Sullivan, mm -hmm. who is a Twitter user, um, Jake Fromm, his Twitter user, Patrick his Twitter handle mm -hmm. is Jake. I need to get this right. His Twitter handle is Jake from State from Jake from Jake Twitter from handle. State from Jake Jake from State. No, no, no. Jake from Jake State from, from State from. And and this is annoying because it should be either Jake from State Farm. Or Jake mm. from State From. Oh, that's my but favorite. But it's Jake from State From. I don't understand. It's such a missed opportunity. It's really sad. My, I think the thing that I hate the most is when there are jokes that are so close. So close. It's like, come on, buddy. Just like you had to take one more mental step. You just need... You Jake just... from State From is so good. It's funny. It's, it's really, really funny. It's, it's, Should we tell him? 
I mean, that's the stuff, though, where it's like Georgia has, you know, they're, they're close, but they're not quite <laughs> national championship caliber yet. Like this this username is close, but it's not quite. Maybe if their quarterback were like slightly smarter. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sorry. That was a real hot take. I just went oh, like God. Skip Bayless on that one. Um, let's talk about the Rose Bowl. Okay. Uh, so I watched the first part of it and then I got kind of bored. <laughs> be I honest. mean, uh, the fourth quarter was like the only excited part, but it's, it was Urban Meyer's last game until he comes back in probably a year As, to coach again. Yeah. Where's he? Where do you think he's going to pop up? I think either USC. I, I think there's reports now, like within the last hour that mm-hmm. Brian Kelly is being considered at for the Buccaneers job. And are, you okay? are, like, oh, are you okay? Are you okay? Urban Meyer's like going to coach at Notre Dame. I'm like, I feel like Urban Meyer has too much baggage to coach there now. But that's just my personal opinion. Uh, I don't really know if the public perception of Urban Meyer is like... On Outside of our sports media bubble. Yeah, like yeah, I don't know if don't people either. really give a shit about the whole situation. The whole domestic... And the whole like violence. Florida thing, like with him having like players that did murders yeah but I, I don't know i i don't i i'm i don't know i i have i don't have a take on brad kelly ask me again in like the end of this podcast okay okay but we'll come back I, to that anyways but i did love the good like problematic coach farewell broadcast narrative yes. where all the guys on espn are like oh urban meyer's last game you know had a, had a little bit of a rough patch there <laughs> and then they just brush over it and there are all these yeah. like glory shots of the profile of this coach and i'm like literally no one knows how to talk about why he was suspended no no, like no one. Also, I'm gonna say it one more time. Can we just get some, like, a a woman in a booth at some point, like, yeah, on a major primetime situation, not like an alternate like girls broadcast, right. like, girls broadcast. <laughs> right? It's like sleepover. I'm just like, come on. Uh, I do want to say also, uh, last year I fell in love with the Rose Bowl, um, because as you know, it's been a my yeah. year of getting into college football. Right. And I was really excited for it to come back, mostly because I think that the shots of uh, the yeah, Rose Bowl super pretty. are beautiful. Yeah. And I got that. So that was nice. It was. Uh, <laughs> it is super pretty. Um, so then also on yeah. New Year's Day was the Fiesta Bowl, which UCF streak finally ended. Yes. LSU beat University of Central Florida. Yes. I don't know if I've ever said UCF out. UCF, University of Central Florida. I don't know Florida. if I've ever said University of I don't think anyone's Florida ever called it that. Before. This is just like one of those things. Like, people are going to argue about this all offseason and whether or not, like, UCF, you know, they were missing their quarterback. LSU was missing its entire defense because, like, they were either mm-hmm. declared for the draft or, like, got ejected for targeting, like, the first quarter <laughs> or were hurt. So it was like both sides were missing, like, important players how many games did ucf won 25 uh, in a row yeah i don't really 26 something exact, like that i think 26 or something 25 yeah. or 26 yeah i, I think know. so too i can't do math they had two, like, two seasons of not losing yeah they they were and it which is super impressive and mm-hmm. like probably should have had a shot to make it to the playoff but didn't because they didn't really play any like highly ranked teams All strength of schedule in the regular season which is like you know that that's fixable like right schedule i don't know no one wants to schedule them though like they're trying to schedule florida and florida's like this is pretty much lose lose for us because if we beat ucf oh. it's like congrats you beat ucf but if you lose to ucf it's like you're fucking you're proving out that yeah. ucf <laughs> deserves to be no but it makes your program look <clears throat> so much worse than losing to like a, another oh, yeah. non-conference if team. i if i were a team i wouldn't schedule ucf i'd be like mm, i'm good yeah. Coach uh, O had a meltdown during this game, though. Coach O threw his uh, headphones, and I love when coaches <laughs> throw electric headphones. <laughs> I'm sitting here being like, oh, Coach O, the podcaster, uh, threw his <laughs> I'm the one wearing headphones. He threw his headset. Uh, I really like when coaches throw electronic yes, equipment. Nick Saban did it during the Orange Bowl, too. It yep. was awesome. Yep. And I just always flash back to Belichick slamming his yes. Microsoft Surface on the bench. <laughs> you don't want, you know, like, you don't, you never root for people to be like, 
upset no. or mad or whatever. But like in the context of like coaching a football game, they're if they're that mad that they're just like busting all this technology that they're holding, it's like pretty funny. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty good television. Yeah, it's extremely good I'm, television. I'm rooting for content. So yeah. uh all right, so let's run through these other bowls. We had Peach Bowl. The Peach Bowl Michigan sucks, like there's nothing yeah, else that's, to say. All right. Uh Orange Bowl, Alabama just, you know, steamrolled Oklahoma. Yeah. Well, Oklahoma was down like the, everyone was everyone has been saying since the game that like, mm-hmm. oh, Oklahoma like, you know, showed some fight and like blah blah. Yeah. It's like it was twenty eight to zero, like within the first fifteen minutes yeah, of the I game. Yeah, I checked the score within the first fifteen minutes and I was like, Oh, okay, cool, I don't have to watch it. Yeah, it was it was not as close as there the final no, score indicates. No. Alabama just is really good. And I think that like people are people are just mad because like Clemson and Alabama are both so good. They're good. And, and everyone's like, This is so boring. We're so sick of seeing the same two teams. And it's like Okay, then, like, your team should be better. Well, yeah, that's what I don't quite <laughs> Exactly. It's like, maybe your guys could try harder. Yeah. I- I'm kidding. It's not about trying hard. I, my, feeling, my feeling, though, is, like, sure, it does get boring, I guess, kind of, when you have the two I don't two think it gets teams. boring with the, when they're good, though. I think it just gets more interesting because it's like, okay, this rivalry is now building, yeah. taking on steam. Also, like, you're watching the two best teams play football. So the alternative is that you're watching two teams that are not as good just in different colors. Uniforms. It's like it's like it's like it's still football. So we might as well get the oh, best I, possible. I get what you're saying. Product. Yeah. You know who cares if you've seen these colors before? Right. Right. I get. I get what you're saying. I. I don't. I don't know. It's just. And I think like this is probably the first time we've had two like uh, dynasties. Like I guess you could call Clemson a dynasty. They've only won one national championship with Dabo, but obviously have been in the playoff like for the last five years or something. And Alabama obviously is a dynasty, yeah. and they're not oh, yeah. going anywhere anytime soon. <laughs> no. And like they just recruited their like best recruiting class, and it's like oh, God, it's horrifying. They're still going like, to get better. It's actually really scary. I don't know when it ends. Like when like, literally when Saban like yeah. croaks or like. Well, he's also not going to retire, so he has yeah, to exactly. die. Right, and like everyone dies, so it's not like we're we're not wishing ill upon him. Like no, this no, is no. just like the circle. Of, it's cycle of life. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's, it's just like there. Just because there's two really, really good teams mm-hmm. that make it every year mm-hmm. or almost make it doesn't mean that, like, the entire, like, football system needs to be, like, thrown out the window. No. There are all these takes this weekend that, like, because Notre Dame lost by 27 mm-hmm. and Oklahoma lost by 8. But, like, obviously, like we said, we're pretty much not it in the game. Yeah. Um, that, like, the 14 playoff is stupid and, like, Notre Dame should join a conference and, like, all this stuff. And it's like, how about we just admit that, like, Clemson and Alabama – are a tier above everyone else. Yep. And if other programs, if, if you're sick of seeing them, like other programs need to step up because they're not going anywhere anytime soon. Right. It's also like it's not impossible to be as good as they are. It's right. Just like that Georgia's two, close. Yeah. Ohio State exactly. was close. It's Oklahoma's just close. For whatever reason, these two programs have managed to do it. Yeah. So if you're mad about anything, be mad about like the NCAA allowing programs to like excel to such a high degree with like basically no checks on them and like other programs you know not it's like a monopoly system yeah i don't know i do have a take which is that um clemson and alabama are like the uh clintons and the bushes of politics (laughs) and i think and and i think that um the clintons are clemson because 
Alabama You're does gonna have... piss off like every single Clemson fan in the world well, with that take. Yeah, it's not really a take. It's more it's more of an analogy. <laughs> analogy sorry. Is that the Bushes have one more. So technically they're <laughs> Alabama. Oh god. <laughs> like I'm just calling a spade a spade. Oh, All right, let's move on. Uh, oh, god. sticking to sports, uh the winter classic was also on New Year's Day. Yeah, it was. This was kind of a big deal for our podcast because it was, it was the Bruins playing the Blackhawks, which at, at Notre Dame. At Notre Dame. And I feel a little bit guilty that I didn't go, but it was just everyone in my family was like sick all break. So I was like, this is like just yeah. too much. Let's also stress. We're traveling. We have a lot of travel yeah. coming up. If like, it, I, I tweeted this, but I was like, if I could teleport like to the game and not have to sit in the car for four hours and like, you know, yes. everyone be like tired and sick all day, like, <laughs> yeah, I no, would have done it. I think that's totally fair. Um, I want to talk about, well, first of all, the Bruins won, but it was really close. It was. And it Black was 2 2 until like the last few minutes. Yeah. Of the, game. the Blackhawks are awful this year and they play in pretty much every outdoor game ever <laughs> they really do. They really by the do. NHL. And so it's like, oh, it's outdoors, good Chicago. And they lose like every time. So it was kind of like exactly yeah. what everyone expected. At least it was a close game though. It yeah. wasn't like a 5-0 or anything like that. I enjoyed watching it. I thought that was some It was. was it was some cool. I mean, the Winter Classic at its best is like very entertaining and cool and like when the weather works out when yep. the venue is cool like Notre Dame Stadium is a great venue to host a hockey game totally and it was a sold out crowd there were 76,000 people there it which looked, is crazy it looked beautiful yeah. too like I'm gonna get like I know that's a weird thing to say but, but like the, it was just visually very pleasing yeah um I do think it's funny that they had Weezer as the uh yeah. halftime show it was so bad I thought it was satire but yeah you know what well, like it's Northwest Indiana. It's New Year's Day. It's a one p.m. puck drop. Like who... they're like, yo, Beyonce, are you available? And it's an intermission. It's not like a. It's not even like a halftime show where you get like, you know, it's a right. quick intermission. This reminded me of the Monday Night Football Genesis halftime yes. show. Yes, it did. I, it, I think they just took a page from their oh, Monday Night, but it wasn't color. It wasn't color. They, there's no reason to have a intermission show when Jim Cornelius is singing the national anthem because he will just outshine. Any musical act that follows him. That was one of the most inspiring things I've seen in he, 2019. His, is, his performance is of the National so, Anthem. He is the GOAT. Like, Jim Cor- like, holy shit. I've never seen a stadium go so nuts. It, he is like, that's every home Blackhawks game. He is I so, when he when he points his hand with his like Blackhawk, like Stanley Cup rings and like points at the flag when he says, the flag was still <laughs> there. That's my, like, sh- that is my favorite <laughs> sports thing in the entire Look, like world. I'm going to be honest. I have nothing to do with Chicago. I got chills. Yeah. I I got chills. And we and Boston has our own like national anthem guy whose name I can't remember right now. (laughs) But that was that was something. Oh, it's the best thing ever. Uh, Okay. Black Monday. Yes. So Black Monday in the NFL is when all the coaches get fired. (laughs) And this year it it was literally all of the coaches. I mean, it was eight coaches. A fourth of the coaches. That's so Nuts. Yeah. I have a theory that dating um should be like Black Monday where like every once a year all the relationships in like a friend group, if it's not going well, you just like end it on all the same day. The same time. Yeah, and you're like, okay, let's shuffle this around, be like, ooh, Jason, like I think that we might have an opening for you over here with uh Sarah. Things that you've always kind of liked each other, and like now Molly's out of the picture. That's not how life works though. So let's go through I, I yeah, the best part about Black Monday is hearing all of the like names float around for like the potential candidates or love it and you hear names that you're like that guy who that guy's still around who is that guy <laughs> wait really wait. they're like well in 1997 yeah. he had a yeah. real promising uh, and you're like, quarterback oh coach. like jim bob cooter is getting uh was that a name that was floated jim bob cooter well he's getting he's getting let go of the lions 
And I'm like, he wait. He, also, I, I forget that he still exists. <laughs> and well, that's the thing. I'm like, Jim Bob Cooter. Like, could he be the next guy? And it's like, no. I just want to say his name again. <laughs> yeah. Jim Bob Cooter. Jim Bob Cooter. Yeah, that's the best part. But anyways, we we are going to eulogize the yep. eight fallen head coaches. <clears throat> um, we have a funeral march yeah. uh, prepared. Jess, I would like you to please step up to the podium to eulogize our first coach. Todd Bowles, New York Jets. He was doomed from the start. Thank you. Vance Joseph, Denver Broncos. Another coach who has fallen for John Elway's sins. Steve Wilkes, Arizona Cardinals. We hardly knew you. Adam Gass. Adam Gase, the Miami Dolphins. At least he made the Patriots that one time. Oh, Jess. <laughs> Jess wrote this one, tricked me into saying it. And you signed Jay Cutler. Thank you for your service. Marvin Lewis, Cincinnati Bengals. All he had to do was beat the Steelers once this season, and he would have had another five-year contract extension. How do you say this, guys? <laughs> I'll read this one. Please. Dirk Cutter, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. <laughs> Who? <laughs> Mike McCarthy slash Joe Philbin. Good luck to all thousands of the Green Bay owners on finding a new head coach. And finally, our dear friend Hugh Jackson slash Greg Williams, <laughs> who still could become the coach but probably won't. Cleveland Browns. Congratulations. <laughs> Congratulations to Greg Williams, who has already been considered for all of the seven head coaching vacancies on this list. He has said so himself. <laughs> To all of his friends. <laughs> <coughs> wow, that was sad. Yeah, it's really sad. Should have lit some candles. Hate to see him go. You hate to love, love to, to watch, watch him walk away. Away. <laughs> <laughs> No, that's not true. Uh, but anyways, um, Marvin Lewis finally got fired from the Bengals. I think that's kind of the biggest surprise from this list. All the other guys yeah. kind of like, man, you saw it coming. But yeah, I if Hugh Jackson actually becomes the head coach of the Bengals, I will laugh forever. Yeah, here's my take. Uh, if when Hugh Jackson was the coach of the Browns, like I've always had a soft spot for the Browns. I don't know why. I just, I just have. And so I was always kind of like, ugh, like get rid of this guy. And I felt bad for Browns fans, but Marvin Lewis getting fired from the Bengals, which Bengals fans have wanted, and then potentially getting stuck with Hugh Jackson in his stead is to me the funniest thing I've ever heard. And also I don't give a shit about the Bengals. So I really, <laughs> <laughs> like, I think they're the one team. They're honestly, they're the one team. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to Bengals fans, but they're the one team in the NFL. I just, I'm like, yeah, you do nothing for me, right? I, I, there's not much for other people in the Bengals that <laughs> who can, like <laughs> if you're not a Steelers fan, you could be like, oh, Juju's like cool, or like AB is cool. Well, we'll get to him later, cool. but like you know, or if you're not a Patriots fan, you could be like, haha, Gronk sixty nine. But like, and you the, can also like, what do the Bengals even? They're not do even for funny. anyone. <laughs> they're not even funny. <laughs> they not- are. If, I mean, they will be now. Yeah, now, hopefully, hopefully. I just don't get it because Hugh Jackson was like this, supposed to be like the young quarterback whisperer guy, like all this stuff. And I'm like, I know. the Bengals don't like Andy. What are you going to do with Andy? Dalton? Like, it doesn't seem like it. it right, fits. They're not even playing into like Hugh Jackson's own stupid right. narrative. Whatever that his isn't strengths true. are exactly. that like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> you remember I, when he was like, I'm a play caller. Everyone <laughs> like, no. no. <laughs> yeah, it, it is sad though. Marvin Lewis... For for as much shit like zero mm-hmm. and seven in the playoffs, obviously like they were this close to beating Pittsburgh on, in the wild card in twenty fifteen, and yeah, then yeah, his yeah. own players like exp- imploded on the field and like had a massive meltdown. I forgot about that. Oh, that was that was really one of the funniest things I've was... ever seen in my life. But um, 
Marvin Lewis actually he won the AFC North a few times. Like he brought the the Bengals franchise from being really Truly really shitty laughable. to like competitive. Like yep. when when the Steelers have to play the Bengals, I'm not like oh this is an easy one. It's like oh like they're they're a competitive team. Like so you know as shitty as his record was, he was like. He, you know, I think that's I think that's really fair. I think, but it, it, get, it was time for him to go. It was time for him to go. He does get probably more grief than he deserves, um, and that's solely I think because of the playoff record. Oh yeah, and I don't think it's because anyone like doesn't like him or anything like that. Like Adam right. Gase has been his. You mean Adam Gas? Adam Gas <laughs> has been like shit on by all of his former players for getting fired, which I think is like super telling that you know. Players hate him so much. Like, oh, yeah. They're, like, laughing on Twitter that he got fired. Which is... Which you don't see a lot in the NFL. No, I'm actually shocked that that happened because the NFL is the most buttoned-up league when it comes to players, being, you, know, you know, talking. Afraid of yeah. speaking their mind, like, you know, we see, Understandably. With, we, see, we see with Baker Mayfield, like, stares at Hugh Jackson once and it becomes, like, front first. Right. Like, Baker Mayfield didn't hug Hugh Jackson one time and it was, like, right. a scandal. Yeah. Um, all right. Moving on to NBA... We first of all, I just want to say that now that it's late December for me, I'm like, okay, now it's NBA season. For me, it's like the day after the Super Bowl. Yeah, fair, totally fair. Uh, I'll keep an eye on things while you're away. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but LeBron got hurt on Christmas. Yeah, that was a huge bummer. And he also uh, brought a glass of wine. Yeah, then he showed up to the, like the next game with a glass of wine. Because I mean, I guess if you're not playing, like you might as well drink. But was he playing though? I don't, I don't remember. I don't know because I don't. I wasn't this. watching. I, I wasn't either. watching it. But yeah, he got hurt on Christmas and everyone lost their fucking minds. Yeah, they're like oh, Christmas is canceled. Blah, blah. And I was like, oh, it's Christmas. already like ten o'clock at night. Like Christmas is pretty much canceled because of the day change. But because <laughs> of how time but works. But pe- people were scared that he was like legitimately like. Someone's like, you can see, he, like, his mouth, he's mouthing out, like, I heard it pop or something. Ooh. And I was like, oh, God, that's, oh, God. That's an, the darkest it. timeline. But um, no, nah, he, like, he's fine. What's your... <laughs> yeah, he's okay. LeBron's bionic. Uh, Jess, what's your, like, worst timing of an injury? I have... You know, like, uh, like getting hurt on Christmas, I feel it's, like, a thing. I got hurt on New Year's Day last year. Oh, my God, actually. that's... <laughs> like, ex- exactly a year ago from yeah. yesterday, yeah. I was... Um, have we told this story in the podcast? I don't think before? I've ever told this story in the podcast. I was going so the the Outback Bowl was at like noon mm-hmm. and uh my boss at the time, Ryan Nanny, was the Bloomin' Onion guy. Yep. Uh and the the Notre Dame Citrus Bowl against LSU that they won was at one o'clock. And I was like laying on the ground and I was like, oh, I should go get my laptop. So mm-hmm. and I'm a little bit hungover, not really. Like that's not why I fell. So I just want to get that make that clear get ahead so of the I story like marlin's man <laughs> exactly so i went upstairs like grab my laptop uh-huh. i'm like kind of in a rush because i want to make it back to for kickoff and like i also don't want to miss it if like you ryan don't want to miss ryan TV. in, like, an, onion in an onion costume yeah if, if no one understands that part of the story i'm not going to explain it but like that sounds super weird and just kind of <laughs> hilarious but anyways so i like run up the stairs grab my laptop turn like get to the top of the stairs and i think i just like Put one one socked foot on mm. the top step, it's always and then the just foot. slipped like a banana peel was underneath me, and I fell down the entire flight of stairs. Uh, and I was holding my laptop, so I couldn't like my arms weren't free to like 
brace, brace myself. So I literally just was like <laughs> clutching this laptop, fell like boom, 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 like down 13 ste- steps, hard wooden steps, like put a dent, uh, I think, in every single step with my ass because uh, I like hit it so fucking hard. And I was like laying at the bottom of the stairs and I was like, oh my God, did I just break my well, hip or um, my arm? Like- I'm going to pick up here on your on your injury <laughs> story because I was at home and I get this text from you. You're like, I think I just broke my arms. And I was like, whoa, <laughs> what's going on? And then, and so then we had a whole yeah thing. So and there, I was like, I don't think there was a few arm. hours where I was icing my entire body, uh-huh. watching football from the floor. And you played hurt. I did. I was <laughs> I was tweeting hurt. I didn't even tell anyone I was hurt. That's how you wow. know. It's like a Stanley Cup. I like broke my leg, and I'm like, I'm not gonna tell them till after the finals. That's man, I'm but, so um, proud of you. I I was able to bend my elbow within like three or four hours. Yeah. So well, I'm glad you didn't fine. fall down the stairs this New Year's. Same. 2019 is already better. Well, right. I feel like I did something stupid this weekend. Oh, yeah. My dad squirted lemon juice in my eye on accident like, <laughs> last night. Okay. Uh, I couldn't <laughs> see for like 30 minutes. Okay. My uh, my worst timing of an injury was when I got my wisdom. Well, it's not really an injury, but I got my wisdom teeth out um, in Boston in 2015, right as all the huge snowstorms hit. There were three in a row. Mm. And then I got like something messed up with my wisdom teeth, so I couldn't get to oh, the dentist no. to fix them because there was socket? so much snow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, were you smoking cigs or something? Yeah, it was ripping butt. <laughs> it was before jewels, so I just had oh, to smoke. God. I'm kidding. I wasn't. But actually, when I got my wisdom teeth out, I was coming out of the anesthesia, and I was all messed up from whatever they put you on. And the first thing I said was, "Who does Randy Moss play for?" And my, the nurse, what? the nurses were like, "Oh, uh, <laughs> sorry." And we're in Boston. They're like, "He retired." I was like, Mm-mm, "No, no, he's on the Pats." And they're like. No, Randy Moss retired, and then I just, like, put my head back, and I went, why did they deflate the fucking footballs? Charlotte. And my mom was in the room. She's like, okay, we need to get her home. And then in the car on the way home, I emailed the entire Boston.com, where I no. worked at the time, sports department, and I was like, just so you know, Randy Moss retired. You're kidding. <laughs> Dead serious. What? Can't make that up. Charlotte. Anyway. Uh, I, have, I don't know what to say. There's no need. Uh, should we move on to the Antonio Brown saga? Yeah. Let's let's talk about this. Because this is like this. unfolding right now. So we're recording this on Wednesday. And Mike mm-hmm. Tomlin is giving his like post. Uh, mortem. Yeah. His post mortem <laughs> on the season. And Antonio Brown is apparently like tweeting. Like subtweeting him right now. You're kidding me. Yeah. Like Antonio Brown tweeted some like inspirational like picture of himself that says. My options may seem limited by people or circumstances. It is then that I remind myself I am in command of my attitude. It's just like some long thing about like himself. But um, this is like happening right now. So I don't, I don't like don't even know. But basically how this all started was mm-hmm. um, Antonio Brown ha- like has ha- there's some been some weird things that have happened with him like this year. So very first he, he got pulled over for going like 100 miles an hour down a pretty like residential ish road in Pittsburgh. Which it was is, a neighborhood. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like isn't like. It's not like a neighborhood. It's like a I don't know how to explain it, but it's yeah. Like I don't not... really know. I just said neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a road where you go ninety, but um. So that happened, which like on its own is like oh, like uh, you know like pe- people speed all the time. Yeah. But so then another thing happened was he apparently um got robbed. His house in Miami got or apartment in Miami got robbed. They someone stole eighty thousand dollars and a gun. Did he just have eighty thousand dollars? I'd miss this. I have no idea. I, this just came out like in I want to say. October. Oh, okay. But no, no one really talked about the story. I don't know why. So he got mad and threw all of his furniture out the window, and a, a piece of furniture allegedly almost hit someone. So this, he's being sued by this person um, for like throwing for like reckless endangerment, basically. Oh my god. Yeah. So there have been like a couple weird stories, and like there's been some weird like 
people think that, you know, he's mad because Juju's getting a lot of attention because Juju has had, like, this amazing season. Mm -hmm. But it's like, yeah, like, that's what happens when you're the, like, really good receiver that everyone double covers and then they have to pass the ball to someone else. <laughs> right. It's like if there are a bunch of guys on you, someone else is probably right. And Antonio Brown still like broke the franchise record <clears throat> for touchdowns. So he's still a great player. He's like the probably the best wide receiver yes. in the NFL. This reminds me of like when you're with like you have a roommate for like a year or two in college and things are great and like everything's going well and then like halfway through the next year you're living with them everything just starts falling apart. Yeah, so it, it this which is, has happened to me and it's pretty <laughs> miserable. So this has been weird. I like I love Antonio Brown as a player. Like I have his jersey and yeah. I I hope that all of these reports are just like exaggerated uh, or maybe it's yeah, not quite as bad. Right. Like I don't know. I I hope he's okay because it seems weird. So then apparently last week and like this is all super like no one really knows the full story. Apparently last week he got in a fight with Ben at practice and threw a football at Ben's feet or something. And then Mike Tomlin decided not to play him on Sunday. Oh. Or he missed he missed all the Saturday meetings and then came on Sunday and his jersey was in his locker like he was ready to play. And then either he didn't dress or like Tomlin told him he wasn't going to play or something happened and he left the game at halftime. Did he tweet something about not being there on Saturday? Was he like, d am I making that up? I don't up? think so. I feel like I saw something that was like, I'm not going to, never mind. If I'll, I'll find it. We'll, we'll check back in on this next week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, so Sorry. anyways, this whole situation, like the timeline makes no sense. It feels to me very much like it's... one of those things where there is a lot going on that we don't know. He also, he also blew up at like three reporters of the season. Like yes. he got mad at a, a profile that someone did on him that kind of, it wasn't like it didn't make him look bad but it wasn't like i don't a lot of it was about his like personal life and mm -hmm. things that i don't think are fair to criticize athletes for like yeah relationships and things like that um but so he got mad and like threatened a reporter he, thre or he threatened a post-gazette reporter too and then he also tweeted like trade me or something like which he said was like a, a joke or like yeah. a not like a joke but like a non-serious like I hope he's okay. It's, Do you know what it's I mean? Weird. This yeah, is, I it's hope weird. that he's either. I hope that he's not sort of being as terrible behind the scenes as like <laughs> maybe he is, and I also hope that he's like mentally okay. Like everything, it, it it just it seems to me like one of those situations where there's so much information missing, and we're only seeing yeah, the tips of right. the icebergs where right, he like, like acts out to a point where you ben can't not talk about it. Right, Ben Roethlisberger saying like, "Oh, he didn't really blow up. Like we just had a disagreement or something." Right. And so you're like, "I." Some people are walking is he it doing back? damage control because they don't like if they trade Antonio Brown, they're going like that's that's pointless. Like there's no economical reason to trade him the way it would have to be like up. the personal stuff would have to be so bad that they just couldn't deal with him anymore and no, I like don't I, I don't think that they see that could ever happen I don't I don't think that I don't think that they would trade him right unless they got way more back than they think they could at this point yeah because like they're he's we, like their franchise player he's right their now. guy <laughs> um but I don't know the whole thing's well, fucking weird and so Steelers fans are like like the state of Pittsburgh media right now is just like the like Elmo with like the flames behind him. It's like very funny. I love I love when very um you know when you're kind of plugged into a local scene like anytime anything dramatic like last year when the Pats there were all these rumors that they everything was falling oh, yeah. apart like watching the actual the local media is my favorite thing in the world because it's the best I mean you tweeted the reality show thing like the Steelers are the best reality show but it becomes so much bigger than the team where it's like a whole town becomes yes. a reality show yes literally and I think it's why I love sports <laughs> I, it's like right now like there is some like serious drama going on in Pittsburgh oh, and it's yeah. like 
Well, you can kind of do is sit and watch and be like, hmm, how's this one going to finish? It feels very voyeuristic. It's weird. Yeah, it's super, it's crazy. Oh, man. And, like, there, there is going to be way more, I think, to the story that we are just, like, now starting to hear about. And I think so, too. I think this is going to be my, Pittsburgh Steelers reality watch. My hope is that um, they take a nice, long off-season break mm-hmm. and everyone just kind of, like, cools their jets. And then next year when, like, there's not going to be this whole, like, Le'Veon Bell will he won't yeah, he yeah, thing yeah. going on like we'll kind of more be able to figure out what's going on and focus on like I think that's right football. I think that's I think time heals everything that's, that's my hope my other hope is that like okay if you trade him like get someone really good <laughs> or <laughs> but no like I, I, I don't know this is it's just bizarre I love Super it bizarre I love it well should we do some unprotected segs yeah let's should do we do it. the first unprotected segs of 2019 <laughs> I will never not think that's funny. Uh, let's call Deb real quick. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Hi, Deb. Hello, Charlotte. Hello, Jess. How are you? Oh, I'm terrific. It is so beautiful today. You're still in Maine? Oh. Still in Maine, yeah. Did the new washer and dryer come? <laughs> the new washer and dryer came at 7.30 this morning. And they've been working full time. Wow. That's so exciting. I'm thrilled for you guys. Well, thank you. New year, new washer dryer, as they say. You know, it's kind of a game changer. Yep. I have to say, you know that, well, you've got some dirty clothes and soon they'll be clean. (laughs) That's how washer dryers work. (laughs) That's That's true. (laughs) Makes you think. Um, So you wanted to talk about who you would most like to meet in 2019. I do. And, and then I want to talk about flipping things. What? You know, flipping bad to good. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like Why Property we, Brothers. Yeah. Let's start there. I think it's a good thing to do because it's the new year and everything flips. So here is what I was thinking, and one of them has to do with you, Charlotte. Oh. But, you know, here we are in Maine. And we've got maybe nine hours of daylight at this time of year. Mm. And you can say, oh, my goodness, this is terrible. The days are too short. The nights are too long. Or you can flip it and realize that it is totally reasonable every day to see a sunrise and a sunset. You can see a pink sky or a yellow sky or a flaming sky twice a day. That is a really lovely way to think about it. What if it's cloudy? There is, well, you know, there's just not much better than that. <laughs> and, that's that's and, lovely. And then it was, you know, when we took you to the airport on Sunday and we were really sad. Mm-hmm. And I said that I liked picking people up much better than I like dropping people off. So it's true. Yeah, it's really true. Yeah, but then I realized that I can't pick you up. Unless at some point I've dropped you off. Wow. I love this. So the theme of 2019 is optimism. Yes, absolutely. Okay. Jess, you here for that? Mm -hmm. And that brings me to the people or the person I most want to meet this year. Who is that? Lin-Manuel Miranda. Oh, my God. I mean, I know. I know. You want to, too, right? (laughs) Yes. Jess loves Hamilton So so, so much. Did well, you know that? You know, and Jeff, Moana. Charlotte, Charlotte 
took me to Hamilton. Wow. I did. And it was, she'd gotten tickets when it, you know, when it first opened before Mm -hmm. it was this huge thing. Not to brag. We liked Hamilton before it was cool. I saw it when it was a huge thing, not to brag. (laughs) So I jumped on that. I'd I'd see it 20 more times. Uh, so you want to meet Lin-Manuel Miranda? Yeah, and I have to tell you why, besides the fact that he's so much fun and he speaks in rhyme and he sings and he dances. <laughs> uh, I want to meet him because he really gets that in order to change the future, you've got to change the past. Oh, wow. That he understands that stories leave things out. Mm-hmm. Like, for instance, in American history, people of color and women. And he knows that you can't change anything unless you change the story and you can change the story. And he knows that what you're taught is not necessarily what really happened. Well, that's beautiful. There it is. And that's why I want to meet him, mainly to sing and dance. (laughs) I'm going to change the story and pretend that Notre Dame won the Cotton Bowl. There you go, Jess. They didn't. Mm-hmm. No, I'm they so didn't. Sorry. That's okay. <laughs> oh, no. uh, well, after your that's such a beautiful that was thing. Inspiring. To say. Yeah, it really was. I was going to say I want to meet Martha Stewart. Of course, I. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's... Of course. <laughs> who, who do you want to okay. meet, Jess? Uh, man, I don't know. Juju and Bougie. Yeah. I think all of this is perfect. So this year we're going to... Mine's gonna... actually attainable. Yours is... <laughs> so is yours. Well, Lin-Manuel might be busy. He's, I don't know. He's a very busy guy. Here's what I think. I think that our goal yeah. for the podcast in 2019 is to hang out <laughs> Deb, Shar, Jess, Lin-Manuel, Miranda, Martha Stewart, Judas Smith, Schuster, and his dog. And, no, it's Bougie. It's sorry, and Bougie. You know and Bougie. I know his name. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Wait, Bougie? Bougie. Oh, I need to show you Bougie. You would love Bougie. Okay, I'm ready to meet Bougie. Yeah, I, we'll send I you his you Instagram. I'm, I'm sitting here with Bo, our kitty. I love it. Who, who's found the hottest room in the house. Good kitty. By the yeah. way, I don't think it's 20 degrees yet up here. Oof. That's cold. It's cold, but clear. All right, cold but clear. On that note, we are going to we're gonna you, let God. you go. We love you. Uh, Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Bye. Bye. You know. That was inspiring. It really was. Wow. I didn't know what she was going to say. I didn't either. I love we that. were all holding our breath. We were. Lynn Manuel, though. Really good. Listen MVPs to, make it happen. Hamilton on my way from to my apartment from the oh, airport. Oh, the New York song? After the war, I went back to New York, <laughs> but the war is like New Year's Eve. You know what's funny is that I have my New York songs I listen to when I come back, too. Do you remember when Frank yes. Sinatra was stuck in our head for three weeks? Yep. Come, bring Still it back. Is. Bring it back. Uh, what's your personal news, Jess? I feel like I should talk about the Cotton Bowl because oh, yeah, I you went. went to the Cotton Bowl. Tell me and everything. It was crazy we haven't so, really caught up about it either. no we haven't so um i have a few thoughts Can, i want to know the top three best things okay no there aren't three best things it, okay there's three it, bad things okay I feel like i want to know i'm just kidding in a spirit of optimism <laughs> i want to know the three um, worst things so i've never been to texas before and you know the expression like everything's bigger in texas mm-hmm. i didn't really know what that meant mm-hmm. but holy like everything's bigger in texas oh it's very you literal land at the biggest airport that you've ever been in and then you drive to the i stayed at this hotel that was massive i have to tell you massive hotel i saw your instagram stories of it and it looked like a tiny swiss village inside it, a building it was like mall of america but a hotel which is not a 
I don't get it. Thing, but um, it, it, the hotel was really nice. It was okay. the, the, I should just say which hotel it was. Yeah, it was the Gaylord it? Texan or something because people might okay. like know it because it's so big. Yeah. Um, but it, I was actually it was where the Notre Dame like football team stayed, mm-hmm. which was like pretty that's really cool yeah i mean it was it wasn't it wasn't like i felt bad because i think a lot of them were like from what from what i heard they were like hesitant to walk through like the lobby because there were so many people at the hotel that were like notre dame fans that would that's actually a good point bug them and probably shouldn't have put everybody at the same hotel (laughs) yeah but i think i mean that's how i mean it was the same with the clemson clemson stayed at a huge hotel it was Mm -hmm. i'm sure it's the same thing Mm -hmm. but and that's just gonna happen if you stay at a hotel but um, <laughs> there are gonna it, be other people around. Right, like there will be people at the hotel. But the hotel was so big, and then even like the signs when you drive down the highway and uh-huh. you look, and there's like say there's like a Outback Steakhouse. I don't know why that was the first thing I thought of. Probably because we we're talking about the Outback Bowl. But you see that like you see like a sign for a restaurant, and like that is the biggest sign in the world. Like yeah. everything's so big, and then AT and T Stadium is just massive. I have never been there. Oh my! Was it God? Was it stunning? Huge. Yeah, I mean, so the video board, the th- my my only issue with it is that I found myself watching the video board more than I watched the actual game oh. because it's just right there and it's so big and the picture is so crystal clear that it's it's not like distracting because I think it's you're still watching the game either way, but it's like I well if you spend money like, on tickets yeah. to like watch the actual game and like, <laughs> like experience you could have sat in Chicago and watched it <laughs> right um, so I'm like this is distracting but and so and it also hangs kind of low so you can't see like the upper deck of like the yeah. opposite side of the stadium it which blocks the kind of stunk and so they made us sit on the Clemson side which is like a whole thing because yeah. they ran out of they ran out of seats for us on the Notre Dame side because my mom has to sit in the like handicap section. Yeah. So and to another thing that was fucking annoying was that to get us like the handicap seats, they took our like physical tickets, like our cool like the collectors item like tickets? convol tickets that we had to give them to the ticket office to like what? exchange them. Yeah. How annoying is that? that like, I hate that. Kind of terrible. That's really terrible. And that's like here, because you are different, we are going to take the thing that you want. Exactly. My dad was like, I kind of want to see if I can go find some like tickets to have like as a souvenir. And I was like, good luck. I like, I don't even know where. Oh, that makes me really sad. Yeah. I really don't like that at all. I know. It was pretty sad. I don't like that Um, at all. But like sitting on the Clemson side was fine. It's not like, it wasn't like the end of the world. There were a ton of Notre Dame fans in our section anyways. But um Anyways, it, like the game, obviously Notre Dame lost. I've I feel like I've already talked extensively about this on other like Notre Dame podcasts, but um, <laughs> uh, the the game could have been better, and I think that just because they lost by three or three, I guess three possessions, mm-hmm. people are gonna say that they didn't deserve to be. I guess four possessions. I can't count. They didn't deserve to be there, which I don't think is true. Like Notre Dame's, like they played really well all season, minus like you yeah. know a couple games were, that were close, but. I, I think that that's just kind of like the narrative now, which stinks because I th- those guys definitely deserve to be there. And Michigan State got blown out by Alabama like three years ago. Ohio State got blown out by Clemson two years ago. Like blowouts happen in the semis every year. But like yeah. Notre Dame has such an awful BCS or I guess uh, near six record that it's just like a thing now that they're yeah. going to lose those games, um, which I get. But, you know, it was still a, a good weekend and Texas was – Huge, huge. Texas is huge. Texas is huge. I saw where JFK was assassinated. That was like no a, way. That was the highlight Get I think, out. of my weekend. You I've saw always, the grassy knoll. I, I saw, didn't know that. Yes, you went to the grassy knoll. I went to Dealey Plaza. I, so there's an X. Someone put an X like on the where on the street where, where he happened? got shot. How why? And so all these little kids and like adults too. 
go in the street and like pose next to the X, which is like, it's like a major road. Like there are cars coming. That's also kind of a like morbid. Yeah. Yeah. To pose where someone was assassinated shot is in front of their wife. I understand that it's history. But I do think that there's something a little strange about that. It was super weird. Um, (laughs) Well, I'm really thrilled that you got to go. I'm sorry they lost. Eh, It's fine. Glad it happened. It's fine. It was a 12 and 1 is a pretty awesome season. I'll take that. Like as a Notre Dame fan, I'll take it. Being like five days removed from the game, it's Mm -hmm. like uh, I'm fine. I was very sad on Sunday (laughs) though. Let's not. I know. I was. I was bummed. Um, My personal news is that it. I sort of remembered the importance of taking a second. Um, as I said earlier, I, I did really kind of fall off the grid a little bit. Uh, I mean, I was on Instagram a lot, but that feels, that's just like fun. That's just like. Yeah, Instagram is a, a pleasant app. Yeah, and it's just a nice way For to the sort most of part. talk to people. Um, so I, I was there, but I really, I went to Maine. I um, sort of just sat on the floor with the dog the whole time. I read a lot. I hiked a lot. And it felt really like a nice reminder that I've, I felt fairly run down at the end of the year. And, and I just came back and I'm like, oh, I'm good to go now. And it's it's nice to remember that it's important to take, like if you have vacation, if you get paid time off, like take it. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's really important. Uh, also, I do have to brag about my travel because as you all know, I'm really bad at traveling mm, and have booked tickets are. really bad. Like that's mm-hmm. why Jess is organizing everything for <laughs> the upcoming shoots we have, which we can't tell you about, but are really cool. Yeah. Um, so on... I realized I was in Maine. I had no way of getting home because I had only booked a one-way train ticket because I wasn't sure if I was going to be in Boston or Maine. We have family there, whatever. So I went online and I found a a flight from this tiny little airport in Maine that goes to Logan. And my flight would get in at 1220. And then the flight from uh, Boston to New York would leave at 1247. What? And I knew they're in the same terminal, literally right next to each other. And the next flight was at three or four. And I didn't want to just sit there. So I was like... You know what? Worst case, I can just push it back, right, but yeah. I'm going to try it. We land at 12:20. I get into the terminal. They're calling my name over the loudspeaker. They're like, "Oh, passengers, Wilder and blah blah blah." And wow. I was like sprinting through, get to the gate as it closes, make it onto the plane. That's amazing. And the guy sitting next to me looked just like A-Rod. <laughs> you sent me a picture. Of him. He, he did, right? I didn't really see it. You didn't see it, but <laughs> He was also an off-duty pilot. He was so. also definitely not A-Rod, so... <laughs> so unless uh, A-Rod needed a side gig. I don't think he does. Yeah, probably not. I think he already has a side gig. Um, should we cancel something? Yeah, this is what we're canceling this week. What are we canceling? The national championship being in Santa Clara. Yep. Because why? Terrible. So I... This the, is the it's the most difficult stadium to get to yes, from and, anywhere else in that area. And it's the college football national championship. This isn't the Super Bowl. Right. Like it's mostly most of the crowd isn't like corporate sponsorship people. We're talking it's like college football fans. <laughs> middle, middle America. <laughs> yeah. So like right now, they're t- the tickets for the game mm-hmm. are the cheapest that they've been in years. How much they're are like they? Just had less than face value. So I really? actually won national championship tickets in the lottery. So if Notre Dame had won, I would have had two tickets. Oh, my at, God. At face, which I think was like 375 So still really expensive. Mm-hmm. But Or maybe it was 475 I don't remember. But right now, they're on StubHub for like 300 bucks because like no one's Clemson going. and Alabama are thousands of miles away from yeah. Santa Clara and like flying. It's like one thing if it's in like Southern California, cause you can pretty much get to LAX from like any airport and it's not mm-hmm. super expensive, but like flying into like Santa Clara or, or San Jose or, or San, San Francisco. Francisco All like, of those are very expensive tickets too. And like the hotels and like everything in that area is expensive. Here's AF. my question. 
remember when the Super Bowl was there in 2016 and it didn't work that well? <laughs> the, wasn't that the power outage game or no? No, uh, it wasn't. No, no it, wasn't. it wasn't the power outage game, but like no one could get to yeah, the stadium yeah. because public transportation was so bad and their roads aren't like huge freeways the way like Yeah, it's kind of like just why not, would you it's do that? not a super accessible stadium to like no. people that aren't from the area who can like get there easily also you it's to, also like, five o'clock to... pacific on a monday <laughs> so like even if you're a fan from the west coast or like in that area it's at five o'clock for so you're you. taking monday off and tuesday off for sure if you're traveling you're for sure taking monday and tuesday maybe even wednesday because i'm sure how do you get paying out? it so i so i was hypothetically looking at flights to go there just to see if like if notre dame had won which i didn't really think they were gonna win right but you were thinking i was just like yeah like let's see how much this shit will cost right holy shit really thousands and thousands of dollars so then you have to decide like and you have to stay there in san francisco which is a very expensive city yeah exactly so then you have to decide like okay so do i spend a portion of my life savings on this extremely expensive game because it's a once in a lifetime opportunity Mm -hmm. i have tickets like etc etc unfortunately if it's clemson alabama it's like multiple times yeah that's the thing that's why no one wants to go right because it's like okay we'll wait till they play again in like atlanta next year sorry i interrupted you but or i mean it's like yeah do you spend all the money because it's like oh it's like a one maybe it's a once in a lifetime thing or mm-hmm. are you like actually i uh there, there's a recession coming and i live in the most expensive city in the world and i've only been in the workforce a few years so maybe it i should feel very personal maybe i should save this money <laughs> because this is like ridiculously expensive so yeah. anyways the other bids for the game this year i read were houston south florida charlotte detroit and minnesota and san antonio San Antonio. So aside from Detroit, Minnesota, which obviously, no, don't ever have anything there because it's cold there. Right. Any of these other cities seem way preferable to having it in California. I agree. And and like, and this is all coming from like a, yes, I understand that we didn't know or whoever made like won the bid, whatever, didn't know that it was going to be Clemson, Alabama. Like, yes, I understand how time works. Right. Even if it was like Stanford versus like USC that would ne- that couldn't ever happen but right. like if it was it's still so out in the middle I think that's yeah the no o- I think I think we're canceling yeah. it it's canceled it's, it's over it's still we're done. just too far no debate um let's do true gritty because we have a we have a chapter here yeah, for you guys it's it. chapter 10 <clears throat> oh wait sorry one sec uh, last time we saw them, <laughs> I, always, I always forget that maybe you guys don't remember quite as well as I do. Uh, Gritty and Fanny had been kidnapped by Mark Davis. They were in a conference room in the unbuilt stadium in uh, Las Vegas, and they had escaped into a vent. Mm. Fanny has a flashlight on his belly button. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Gritty's squeaky hands. Okay. Mm-hmm. Gritty and Fanny took off running. They had dropped down into an air conditioning vent and it was freezing cold. Fanny's nose froze up and his flashlight on his stomach stopped working because of it and he had to breathe out of his mouth, which was really annoying, but what can you do? With each step, the tubes swayed a bit and the sounds of their frantic footsteps ricocheted off the aluminum. Aluminium. They ran for 15 minutes as the vent zigged and zagged through the stadium and suddenly came upon a grate directly above one of the fountains in that huge, weird room when you first walk into the Bellagio. What do you think, Fanny? Should we jump? Gritty asked. Fanny looked down. The pool below them was about five feet deep, and both of their bodies were so wide and airy that they could probably land fairly safely. A family of tourists stood, taking pictures in front of it, but that couldn't be helped. This was Vegas. (laughs) There was never going to be a good, quiet time for two monsters to drop from a ceiling. Yeah, Fanny said. I don't think we have a choice. 
He lifted up the grate and Gritty squeezed his round body through the square hole, his hands squeaking as he dangled from the edge. The family looked up and the two children screamed. Gritty let go and plummeted into the pond, splashing the family and two security guards in the process. Fanny followed. We got him! Tell the football czar we got him! One of the security guards shouted into his radio. They started sprinting after Fanny and Gritty, and the two monsters sprinted through the lobby of the Bellagio, leaving a trail of water behind them. Security guards wiped out on the marble, and the monsters, whose feet had special sticky pads just for situations like this, kept going. They ran out the door and into a barricade of black SUVs. Mike Mayock, former NFL Network draft analyst and close friend of Mark Davis's, who'd just been hired as the Raiders' new GM because the timeline here really doesn't matter, was just getting into town. Mayock was going to advise Davis on mascot selection. He was going to tell his boss that Gritty wouldn't ever be a good mascot and he shouldn't take a risk on him. But Gritty and Fanny didn't know this. They skirted the cars and ran down the strip to the shiny new T-Mobile arena. A delivery man was bringing in a box of hot dogs, so they slipped in behind him and quietly followed Vegas Golden Knights goalie Mark andre Fleury, who was walking into the locker room. Fleury turned around, saw the monsters, and screamed in his French-Canadian accent, The aliens! They have infiltrated the building! Security! The door locked behind the monsters. They were trapped once again. Wait, there have been so many cameos in this chapter, I can't even keep them straight. Yeah, we got Mike Mayock, we got Fleury... Uh, and now wow. Fanny and Gritty are locked in the locker room with him, and security's on its way. Oh, Flurry. I know. Don't eat them. Yeah, hopefully. He could be hungry. <laughs> they'll eat anything. I don't know. It's not true. <laughs> they will. Uh, snails. Um, Should we do an Ask It Youth real quick? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what's Bird Box? <laughs> I have literally no idea. Uh, I don't even know what's... Okay, well... Is like, it an app? No, no. Wait, really? You I literally, Jess, I can't. You missed a lot when you weren't on Twitter. Yeah, I can't tell you. Bird Box is like a Netflix movie with Sandra Bullock where it's a horror film that everyone has been memeing. Oh, is this what people were talking about? You know, the have you seen the meme with Sandra Bullock? She's a blindfold a over her eyes. Blindfold? Yeah. Yeah, that's from the movie. So. Oh, I thought that was like a crash outtake. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually from the movie The Blind Side. <laughs> got me um okay the, so the outtakes from his congeniality <laughs> things got weird with benjamin brad um, <laughs> um basically the movie is about there are these monsters and if you look at the monsters they will like turn into whatever your biggest fear is so like for example if i saw a monster it would turn into notre dame losing to clemson at the cotton bowl and then i would die right after so you die when you see it i think so i think you die so like she has to be blindfolded so she can't see the monsters oh. but they never actually show what the monsters are apparently they had like a, a monster and they were like this is so scary that it's funny really so we're not <laughs> they, <laughs> they were like they gritty. tried to film it and they were like this is actually just funny <laughs> so they didn't show the monsters in the movie but um, oh we got to get our hands on that monster footage now i'm oh, dying I, I think they are see. i think they're giving it to snl I are they somewhere but anyway so this everyone's been tweeting about this movie and netflix said that 45 million people watched it which is like a, a ton maybe i should watch it on the plane yeah, that i'm about to get on maybe you should there's also some controversy over like there were all these bird box memes and people were like these were, were made by bots that netflix hired to like oh really hype up the movie but then all the people that were being accused of being bots were like actually were people this like, is like hello sorry we don't have a lot of followers <laughs> this is like which is really sad and made me feel bad so that's the whole thing with bird box that's, that's like really all you need to know reverse westworld <laughs> it's like all these robots and they're like no we're fucking people they're man. hosts they're hosts how do you prove if it's a host cut its head off and they're like 
dead bird box <laughs> meme makers all over the it's, country. They're just like, I'm sorry that not a lot of people follow me. I, I like, I don't I have that Twitter big of a social for platform. everyone. I'm, my one tweet goes viral one time, and I'm accused of being a robot because how could I possibly be funny enough to make a good meme? That's so sad. I know it's kind of oh, sad. My eyes are, I'm like laugh crying. Okay, uh, well let's let's call on Char next week because we've really yeah we've run this through. Is, this has been a fast and loose show. I love it. We we both are flying today and oh yeah this is actually I want you all to appreciate another little travel thing we did so Jess flew in for, <laughs> Jess, I'm really big into travel Jess flew in today yeah, got here from in Chicago. Ta- from Chicago to New York I am flying from New York to somewhere secret Special because secret place. I have a very cool story coming then Jess is coming we're going to do a shoot for my show and it's just pretty exciting but we're not going to tell you what it is. But basically, we overlapped in New York for like three hours, and we're like, got to. And we managed to record. <laughs> I texted Matt and Shelby, our producers, on Sunday, and I was like, so can you make twelve thirty work? Because that's, that's basically all we got. Yeah. <laughs> so thanks, guys. Yeah. Um, as my plane was being de-iced this morning, and we were delayed out of O'Hare, I was like, oh fuck, I'm really gonna fuck this one up. No, you didn't. We I made also it. Didn't swear a lot today. So. I know. I'm. I think that. Jess, I think this is a great podcast. Yeah. Uh, let's end on a note to rant. I got a, I got a long one today, so. All right, well, you got 30 seconds. I got to say it really fast. You got to talk quickly. <clears throat> All right, on your mark, get set, go. Just because Notre Dame lost by 27 points doesn't mean that they don't deserve to be in the playoff. Ohio State and Georgia both got blown out this season, too. And Georgia lost to Bama twice in 2018. You already proved that you can't beat Bama, so I'm sorry you don't get another chance this year. Win all your regular season games next year, and you'll probably make the playoff. You can't retroactively argue that because Notre Dame played bad, they shouldn't have been in. And I don't get how any of this means that Notre Dame should win a conference. Clemson and Ohio State had to play Pitt and Northwestern in their conference <laughs> championships to get into the playoffs. Both teams that Notre Dame beat in the regular season. Oklahoma won the Big 12 and got shit on by Alabama. Ohio State and Michigan State got shut out in past playoff games, and they're both in conferences. It happens every year. It's nothing new. And having an 18 playoff would mean less blowouts? I'm not really sure. At the end of the day, two best teams are in the National Championship and Notre Dame had a great season and deserved to have a shot against Clemson and Michigan sucks. Okay. Happy 2019, folks. (laughs) That was a really good one. I'm really impressed. When you... I don't know how you talk that fast. I'm going to practice. I'm going to have a rant. I'm going to pick something random and I'm going to do a... like, But it's not going to be about sports. (laughs) I'm just going to... Yeah, yeah, I'm just going to rant about... Gritty. Why won't she respond to my Instagram messages? Anyway, uh, well, that's it, folks. Uh, listen to... We don't have an MVP MVP this week because... Oh, my MVP MVP MVP, MVP was um, all the fans I met in at the Con Bowl and in Dallas who yes. stopped me and were like, hey, we love your show. Aww. And the TSA agent O'Hare who was like, hey, I like your show. Look, people are listening. Yeah. Thanks for listening, so guys. Those are all the MVPs. That's so MVPs, nice of MVPs. you. Uh, yes, yeah, and that. to my mom's friends who said they listened. <laughs> That's really who I hung out with this break. Um, also, shout out Catherine, um, who I got to explain what gritty was. She, I, my parents had people over for dinner, and I was there. My mom's friend walks in, who I love. She's wonderful, and we hadn't seen each other in a while. And she's like, "Sure, hi." And I was like, "Hi," and gave her a hug. And she goes, "Okay, so what's a gritty?" <laughs> and I just pulled up a picture on my phone. She goes, "Oh God." <laughs> oh, I'm glad everyone asked you about gritty because everyone just asked me about Carrie Underwood oh. every, every day of my break. Well. <laughs> Merry Christmas. (laughs) All right. Thanks, guys. Uh, Listen to this on Apple Podcasts, radio.com, or wherever you get your shows. Did I do it right? Yeah, you did it. Good job.